Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Don't forget, you can check me out on the socials at RMK Madness, and we got the video versions of these pods up on YouTube, so don't forget to check that out. But I hope you've all been well since we last spoke. Difficult given the times with the war and just the general state of the world, but uh, which I will speak on later, but potential Armageddon aside, I truly hope you've been well. New listeners, if there's any new listeners, welcome to this show, the show where I talk about random shit, miscellaneous debris. And I hope you've been well as well. Hope you've been well as well. Hope you've been well as well. Hey, it works, kind of. But I will begin to my madcaps, my legion of followers and listeners. It's a very small legion, I imagine. But apologies for no pod last week. And I know it's been a rough start to season three. This would be the second time I had to miss a week. But also, as you know, it's been a bit of a rough start in general for the chatter for 2022. You know, car shit, family shit, work shit, weather shit, mental shit. But no excuses. I put my fantasy football shit aside specifically to focus more on this. I need to do better. That's all there is to it. But that said, I feel like good things are on the horizon. I mean, I built some good karma up. I would say a good amount. <laughs> Not that I'm necessarily looking for that, but it is kind of like hey, a little bit of a break here, a little bit of a break. But good things are coming on a good path. So we're all good. We're going to hit the fucking ground running. So yes, yes. But I did, you know, as I did before, I try and make up when I fuck up. Try and make it up to you, the madcaps, the listeners, when I'm not around for a minute. So just like the last time I missed a week, that following week, I brought you the double tap two episodes, two pots, and we're going to do the same thing this week. So this first pod, we'll get into some shit that I really had already recorded. Because here's the thing, I actually did record last week, but so much shit was going on with the war. My final segment in the pod last week that I had recorded was just, I didn't feel it did it justice. So I was like, I need to record that third segment. Again, re-record it about the war, I got to do a better justice. And craziness throughout the week happened. And I never got to, it was damn near the weekend before I got a chance to re-record it. And at that point, I'm just like, eh, we'll just do it right. We'll just re-record the whole shebang, do a double pod next week, bam, there you go. So that's, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. But we'll get into it. And I have to begin with really, you know, again, some of the shit that I had wanted to talk about in last week's pod and actually probably already recorded. So some of this might be like a deja vu for me a little bit. But uh, we, we, we've been watching some jackass lately. And see, as you know, the wife and I, we like to, uh, you know, have our little get togethers at night, smoke a little green, watch a little TV. One of our big ones is ridiculousness, right? We love watching into the stupid shit. We love watching the stupid shit. But lately, it, and see, we record them on demand, the new episodes. And the problem with, with, with ridiculousness is they, they record like 8 million episodes at once. So every Friday, you got four new episodes you're recording. At least that's the schedule right now, it seems. So we're behind a little bit is what I'm trying to say. So we're watching, you know, episodes of ridiculousness that are usually two or three weeks old. But we're watching some episodes where they had the jackass guys on. And they were, you know, promoting Jackass Forever, the new Jackass movie. And so, of course, I had to get into some Jackass. And, you know, we had considered like, hey, the boys might like some Jackass because they love the ridiculousness. And so we started watching Jackass, too. And right off the bat, Pontius has got his dick dressed up like a bunny. And it was like, oh, yeah, maybe not for the boys. <laughs> But man, those guys, 
I think they impressed me. I got to say, I got to say dudes are older. I mean, Knoxville's all fucking grayed out and, and, and they're most, most of them are sober and they're still doing this shit. Like I gotta be honest. I've been sober for a minute. When I first sobered up, I went to some shows. I'm a metalhead. I love me some heavy fucking metal. You know what they do with metal shows? They mosh pit. I was a big fan of the mosh pit. I get in the pit, work my way up to the front of the crowd eventually, get right on the gate for a while, get back into the... I enjoyed that. You know what? Not so much fun when you're not drunk. I gotta say. I gotta say. I think I'm a little bit older, admittedly. But between getting a little bit older and no longer drinking, man, those mosh pits, eh, not about it. Sit back, smoke a J, watch the performance. <laughs> Sounds lame a little bit, feels lame a little bit, but it's the truth. And uh, I still do a lot, I'm very active. And, you know, I might be almost 40 but I, I'm by no means old or feel old. I do have some back pain. <laughs> I blame that on work. But, you know, I'm still pretty active. So I, I feel like it has a lot more to do with the not drinking. <laughs> so it, it just blows my mind. These, these dudes are sober, except for Bam. Man, I hope he gets his shit together because he's a really cool dude. Apparently, from what I read and from what I heard from the other Jackass guys, they actually did have Bam there. And he was supposed to be in the movie, but they ended up cutting his shit just because he's a fucking mess, man. And he thinks, uh, bam, that is. He believes what's the big deal? We used to all be fucked up, you know, essentially. This is kind of where he's coming from is we all used to be fucked up. Who cares if I'm drunk? We're jackass. Like, and I get it, but if you've got an issue, your friends don't want to see that shit. I had a lot of friends quit hanging out with me because of where I was at. That's some of the worst of my drinking, you know? So they don't want to see that shit. They, they want to see you do better for yourself. And you may look at it as, hey, just leave me alone. I'm just fucked it, whatever. But it's not a pretty sight to behold. I just, I can look back and go, man, I was a fucking mess. And uh, yeah, people don't want to be around that shit, you know? So I hope he can find the help he needs and find, you know, whatever it is. Because it took me a while. It's not like the first time I went to treatment or, you know, AA or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, this is fucking great. I'm cured. No, it took me a long time. And even several years into sobriety, you know, things are a lot easier now, a days. But, you know, it's a tough thing to battle. And, uh, you know, some of the other dudes, they're doing great. Bam is struggling. Probably in large part to Dunn. I know that had, a, you know, Ryan Dunn dying had a big effect on him. And uh, that hit me pretty hard. I ain't know Ryan Dunn. But he was my favorite jackass dude. And we shared a name. So I was bumming about it. I can only imagine Bam, like, best friend. They're like, ah. He just can't find his way out of that hole yet. And I hope he does before it's too late. But enough of the serious aspect, because it is jackass, which, which is, you know, jackass. Because <laughs> I did. I actually used to do a little bit of the jackass stuff. And it was because of jackass. I just said jackass a lot of times in a very short period of time. Anyway, I, uh, I, was in my early 20s and I had gotten out of this shitty relationship and I kind of went crazy. It was one of those things. And don't get me wrong. I'm not going to put everything on this ex of mine. Uh, there was a lot of issues on my end as well. But uh, it just was, came to a point where I realized that combat, compatibility just wasn't there, you know? So, I kind of went a little crazy after the breakup. Uh, got my, that's when I got my septum pierced. I had this badass purple mohawk. 
I had grown my goat out at the time. I didn't have the full beard, but I grew my goat out, had dyed that purple, had it braided. Yeah. So it's just full punk rock. <laughs> but at that time, you know, she moves out. I need a roommate. My good friend and bass player, Sean, his uh, half-brother, Dan, who we all call Duty. I still, to this day, am not totally sure. I think it had something to do with Howdy Duty. But anyway, we called him Duty. And um, he ended up moving in with me, became my roommate. And we used to get drunk, smoke a lot of weed, and watch Jackass. And one day, I got home from work, and Duty's like, hey, check this out. And he's got a taser. And with this taser, he has rigged an extra battery to it, so it's supercharged, it's super taser. And I had recently gotten a camcorder. So we had the brilliant idea to just start taping ourselves all fucked up, tasing ourselves, you know? And so we did. And, you know, eventually we got crazier and crazier with the shit we would do. And then there was one particular night, had a party because we didn't like to go out. Ryan would get really fucked up. There would sometimes be fighting. There was just, it was better to not go out to the bar or anything, the club. And I had transformed my apartment into a bit of a bar in itself. We had a card table with this, uh, with this poker tabletop fold-out thing that had its chip holders, you know, nice green felt. It was fucking awesome. Had a dartboard, had a foosball table, had a great sound system. Oh, it was a blast. So we would hang out there a lot, right? And one night, we were having a little get together and we were getting into some jackassery. And this girl that my buddy Sean had a crush on shows up and she's pregnant and she's not drinking, but she is smoking cigarettes. And I had an issue with that. And I told her I didn't want pregnant chicks smoking cigarettes in my apartment. And she made a deal with me that if she could put her cigarette out on my ass, because she had heard me and Duty do this crazy shit. If I did that, she would quit smoking. And I agreed. So we drew this big bullseye on my right butt cheek with some lipstick. She put that fucking cigarette out. And then she kept smoking. So, and then I had the brilliant idea to cool my butt cheek off. I would go run and jump in the pond next door. I see that there was my apartment building and not too far from it. We were kind of behind in this little area. There was a GMAC building and kind of in between us, it was really the GMAC property, but it was kind of in between us was this little pond. And I decided this was probably one o'clock in the morning to strip buck naked run down and jump in the pond as to soothe my bum. I believe that was the reasoning. When I jumped in the pond, I cut my foot on a rock. So I was therefore hobbled. So I'm hobbling, getting out of the pond. Foot hurts, it's bleeding. And my clothes are missing. Not only that, but my friend Alexis, we called him Alex or Al, sometimes Al, uh, one of the coolest motherfuckers I've ever met. And uh, he was standing there. We'd, we had never had any beef. We were really close. I used to let this dude always borrow my Lord of the Rings books. And, you know, it's, I gotta say, I know I've had a lot of black friends over time. I was so surprised how many of them love Lord of the Rings. I really was. I, I, and nothing against anybody. I just thought literally fantasy, like fantasy shit, like Lord of the Rings was like big time with like uh, white dudes. That's what I, <laughs> that's kind of what I assumed. And, uh, it seems like, and, and there's like stuff to bad. I'm a big fan of the Levitard show. The one person 
on there that truly loves Lord of the Rings is a white chick. So I, I'm like, uh, you know, all the Latinos, the black dude, they, they don't really care that much about the Lord of the Rings, it seems. And so I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the vibe I get is that it's it's like mostly a, a, a white person. <laughs> but it, and it, it also makes sense because it's not like they feature a lot of black dudes or black women, a lot of black, it, really any kind of ethnicity. I don't feature a lot of that in uh, the old Lord of the Rings now that I think about it. Huh. But uh, yeah, so, but Alex, because black dude, big fan of fucking Lord of the Rings. I used to let this dude borrow those books, the movies. And there he was. Standing with a taser. The taser, the super taser. As I am dripping wet and hobbled by a cut foot. Now, obviously, Alex would be faster than me anyway, but I was pretty fast, okay? They didn't call me Flying Ryan in baseball league for no reason at all. I was pretty fast for a white dude. But still, fast or not, I got a bum foot. And Alex, I mean, he's fast, fast. Sure, being black probably helps, but he's fast, fast. So even with a not bum foot, I would have been in major trouble anyway. Now I'm just like a fucking wounded deer just waiting to get picked off by a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm trying to get away and he's just tasing the shit out of my wet ass. So yes, thank you, Alex, for that. Uh, I don't know how much of that was ever on video. Um, I don't know whatever happened to that camcorder and all that footage. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It's probably out there somewhere. But again, uh, don't drink anymore. So none of that seems appealing whatsoever. <laughs> don't have it in. Jackass days are over. Officially. Officially. We were also watching a lot of uh, Harry Potter. It was just one of those things where, you know, it was on TV and the boys were chilling and I was doing some cleaning around the house and um, trying to get some phone calls. And so I'm just, yeah, turn it up a little bit. And uh, I've tried to get them to get into Potter before, but for whatever reason, they just hadn't. And this same thing with Star Wars, like Draven, my seven-year-old, he... He really liked Force Awakens, but other than, and that was just for a short period of time. Other than that, didn't care about any of the Star Wars movies, anything like that. And then just out of nowhere, they're watching Star Wars one day and all of a sudden, because it, it was just on TV, and all of a sudden they're super into it. Same thing here with Potter. They're instantly super into Potter. The four-year-old, Renly. Harry Potter's my new favorite movie. Okay, buddy. Whatever you say, even though all you ever want to watch is Star Wars Phantom Menace. <laughs> he loves Darth Maul. Kid loves Darth Maul. Can't blame him. Darth Maul, pretty badass. Shouldn't have died in that first episode. Anyway, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Star Wars Phantom Menace. But yeah, it was just on TV. And I love the Potter. It was one of those where early on in sobriety, uh, I'm a big reader. So I needed some stuff to read. And my brother had suggested Potter before um, during my drinking days. And I'm like, oh, those books are for kids. And he would always tell me, you know, just stick with it. Get to the third book, the third movie, blah, blah, blah. And so early on in sobriety, of course, I'm much more willing to listen. And I did. And I got to the third book, got through the third book. And I was like, fuck, yeah. I dig me some Potter and it just gets better from there and more adult. And it's, I just find it to be a very good story. The idea of a school for wizards and witches is fantastic. Snape just from early on was one of my top characters and just to watch everything that he goes through. And, you know, in that final book, him come just to see what his agenda has been this whole time, what's been motivating him, what he's really been a part of. It, that is very cool. And uh, we got the Lego Hogwarts castle. So we did that since we last spoke. 
because the wife and I had been talking and we're probably going to stay in this apartment another year, just things financially. We're probably going to have to wait to get into a house, which stinks. I don't have the patience for this shit. <laughs> but financially and logically, it, it just makes more sense to go ahead and wait. So with that said, I'm like, I got to get the Legos out of storage. They're too beautiful not to be displayed. So I did that. Got them out. Got them fixed up, set up. And of course, Lego Hogwarts Castle was one of them. So the boys had to check that out. And they just love them some fucking Harry Potter now. It's just crazy how that happens. But I bested out the whole Lego collection, bought a bookshelf, got it all put together. It, it looks fantastic. I'll have to uh, add some pictures on the socials of it. I know I've done it before, but it looks damn good now. And the kids got their own one. They, they got their own shelf in their room with all their Minecraft stuff because they got a lot of Minecraft Legos. And that shit is actually pretty cool, the Minecraft stuff. But then out here on the big shelf, we got, of course, Hogwarts Castle, but we've got Helm's Deep. That's right. From Two Towers, Lord of the Rings, the aforementioned Lord of the Rings, Arkham Asylum. We had I got a whole shit ton. Joker's Funhouse, all sorts of crazy Batman shit. Obviously, big Batman fan. We'll talk more about Batman later. But we got some Star Wars shit, X-Wing, TIE Fighter. Got a bunch of just random stuff, like some cool cars and and yeah, we got some cool stuff. Got Central Perk from Friends, the TV show. That's right. I have Friends Legos. Because <laughs> I love Friends. If you haven't heard, listeners, Madcaps, you know, you know. Even though I admit it's a complete ripoff of uh, Living Single, <laughs> it really, it really pretty much is. They just ripped it off and whiteified it. And there you go. But I still, I, I like the show, but I can understand the complaint. <laughs> Very much so, because it, it, it's pretty obvious. Anyway, any shred. A lot of Lego stuff. So I'll get some pictures up of uh, the good old Lego collection, because it's a pretty cool display. I'm pretty proud of it. I know it's just Legos. Probably, you know, a lot of people think that shit's weird. You know, almost 40 playing with Legos. Legos are fucking awesome. It's building. Who doesn't like to build shit? Anyway. <laughs> I'm just a giant kid at heart. What can I say? Just, you know, I still love toys. I still love toys. <sighs> now moving on. Closing out the first segment. We have, to, we have to give an important update on a story from the previous pot, which would have been a couple weeks ago now. But Hank the Tank. Hank the Tank, that giant 500-pound bear that's been causing mischief in Lake Tahoe. Well, turns out he's really Hanks the Tanks. It's a three bear gang is what it is. It's a click of bears, a click, triple trouble, a triple trouble of bears, uh, three Hanks, three Hanks the Tanks. So <clears throat> these bears, so it's not just one, it's three big ass bears. They have become severely food habituated, meaning very dependent on people food, and they're not scared of people anymore because they feel like people are food source. And this is karma. This is that negative karma. This is all from, you know, those people, people feeding bears, and then the bears thinking, oh, let's just go get some more of that fucking people food. Animal people will tell you. I mentioned the Dan Libertard show, one of my favorite pods. It's a good stuff to listen to. They weekly have a zoologist on there, Ron McGill. It's part of the Miami Zoo. And this dude's really smart when it comes to animals. And he'll tell you, don't fucking feed wild animals. That's like one of the top rules. I don't know why people don't listen. Don't know why. Don't feed the fucking animals. Because now you have a triple trouble of tank hanks, right? Hank tanks. And they're causing a lot of shit and breaking into homes. So, you know, I was part of a triple trouble once. That's right. I'm sure I've talked about it before, but it was in middle school. Some of the best memories of my childhood, I must say. Uh, I hung out 
with these two dudes <laughs> and we call ourselves triple trouble one his name was anu he was indian and he had a mole it's just like a poo i'm telling you just take out the p replace it with an n anu so of course that's how we made fun of him um and then adrian was the other one he was half black half asian now i say half asian because I don't want to disrespectfully say the wrong kind, because I can't remember if his mother was Japanese or Chinese. She could have been. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I, I wasn't able to really tell. Even now, it's hard. But back then, uh, -uh I had no chance. So I can't remember. So I, re I try to respectfully say Asian. So the thing with Adrian is he had this big, like, mark on the right side of his face it was like a birthmark but it was just like a big patch of skin where the skin was just a little bit darker it was crazy but it was his birthmark and it covered a lot of the right side of his face so we called him two-face <laughs> it's okay we all made fun of each other because he they called me Pinocchio because I got this, if you can see on video, I got the pretty long nose. You know, if you look at the profile, it's pretty long. So they called me Pinocchio. That was the big one with me. So that was the three of us, Apu, Two-Face, and Pinocchio. And we called ourselves Triple Trouble. And uh, we used to have this, the, the, this chubby ginger named BJ. I was actually a big fan of him. He's a good kid. <laughs> I actually liked him a lot, but he would follow us around and, con and constantly ask to get in the group, right? And I was always like, yeah, I think BJ would be a good part of the group. And you got Adrian, like, no, no. And BJ's been like, we could be quadruple trouble. And Adrian, no, quadruple trouble, it, triple trouble. It rolls off the tongue. Quadruple trouble? No, doesn't sound good. And, you know, Anu would always call him blowjob. He's like, we can't let blowjob into triple trouble. And I'm like, yeah, but this is perfect because then, then, because he's already got a nickname, right? So we'd have Pinocchio, Two Face, Apu, and Blowjob. I mean, see, it works out great. I, I was pitching for you, BJ. I was pitching for you, Blowjob. Behind the scenes, I was pitching for Blowjob to get into triple trouble. I was doing it. <laughs> so ridiculous <clears throat> excuse me and speaking of trouble i've been thinking about getting back into poker with all this work shit going on the texas hold'em told the wife that's the new plan just fuck it all next set of days off i'm gonna hit some online poker tournaments win some money quit my job and just keep playing poker online that's that's the plan I know it seems simple, but I used to play back in the day. You know, back in the day when there was that big po poker, I almost said pooker, pooker boom. <laughs> oh, at least we got towards the end of the first segment before I started getting all tongue twisted. Anyway, tongue tied, tongue twisted, either way. That big poker boom, uh, when they used to play the World Series of Poker on ESPN and Chris Moneymaker won the main event. It was a big thing. It was everybody was playing poker, right? I used to play a lot. I used to do fairly well. So I was like, eh, I need to get, I need to get back into it and just become a pro poker player. Yeah. And, uh, you know, don't worry. Don't worry. I'd still be doing this because that would give me so much more time to do this and do it better. Yeah. And maybe I'd finally get some sponsors, right? Like some poker type sponsors to play ads during my breaks because, uh, you know, we don't have those. We don't have the sponsors. <laughs> not quite there yet i need i need my legion of madcaps to kind of help out with that anyway speaking of breaks we're going to take one now and we'll be back with segment two
we continue on. And again, sorry, some of this stuff, you know, is from that I'm going to speak about over the over this pod and the next one, the double pods. Uh, you know, some of it might be from last week, obviously, since I didn't put the pod out last week, I still want to touch on some of it. And uh, oddly enough, one of those things is the Screen Actors Guild Awards. But not because I give a shit about it. The movie awards, I don't even care. Most of the, the shit that's on those award shows is not even my cup of tea anyway. But I bring it up because Squid Game, man, they stole the show, took down the house, won a shit ton of awards. I, and I finally got to watch Squid Games. I just, and before I go any further, I just got to say Squid Games, like, I love TV shows that after you're done, I shouldn't even say TV shows because it's really not even TV, you know, shows. I love shows that give you that amazing first episode that makes it almost impossible not to continue watching. I can go all the way back to The Shield. I remember, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that, it's a great television show. But the end of episode one, when the new cop gets shot, that shit that reverberates through the entire series. And it's something so shocking because you don't truly truly know everything about the story, the characters, all of that. It's just the first episode. So when you see this happen at the end of the first episode, it's a shock, you know? Very similarly, Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones, that first fucking episode, spoiler alert again, but at the end of it, brain gets pushed out the fucking window. You're like, oh, what the fuck? How do you not go watch episode two? Did that kid die? What happened? Like, I love that shit. So I got the same vibe from Squid Game because I'm digging the storyline learning about this main character you're figuring out some stuff is there in this facility and then all of a sudden they get out to the game first dude goes down second dude goes down and everybody pan- like that was craziness and it gets me thinking how would you be in that kind of situation because i'd like to think I would not panic. <laughs> I'd like to think I'd go, oh, that dude died. Red light, red light, red light. Stay, stay, stay. <laughs> like, but people panicked. A lot of people died just in the beginning. But there's crazy shit like that. Like, can you just imagine? Like, Squid Game, Hunger Games, Maze Runner is pretty fucking crazy. There's this movie, The Condemned, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, my guy. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. The Condemned, by the way. It's, it's like, I think it's prisoners. I want to say it's prisoners, but it's these bunch of people dropped off on an island and they're like, uh, yeah, last, last one standing wins and they get their freedom, some money, something like that. And uh, we're going to broadcast it on the internet. And it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Love me some Stone Cold. Underrated movie that condemned. But just put yourself in these situations. I'd like to think I'd be able to handle myself. <laughs> like, I know I can run. Now, I've had some knee troubles later on in life. So, as long as a knee doesn't go out on me, I, I can run. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting kind of old. But it, 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 it's, yeah. Just think about that shit. That would be a tense, intense situation to be in. Squid game. And I really do think more, you know, international art needs to make its way more into the mainstream here. More people need to see. There's really good stuff out there, you know, that uh, more people should get their eyeballs on. That's what I think. That's what I think. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Speaking of Stone Cold and uh, pro graps, as the kids say, Stone Cold might be at WrestleMania. Sounds like he might be at WrestleMania. 
that'd be cool. But not enough for me, WWE. If you've been following, if you know, I, I got issues with WWE and I just don't watch anymore. I haven't for a very long time. And it sounds like I'm not missing a whole hell of a lot. But I, when I was watching, I had been waiting forever for Stone Cold to come back. So it kind of sucks that now that I'm not watching, he's going to come back. But it's still not enough. Not enough to get me to watch. Neither is McMahon wrestling at WrestleMania. And he's supposedly wrestling Pat McAfee, the former NFL punter, who I greatly enjoy. And sounds like he does a good job on WWE. But I love what he's doing with his podcast. He's a funny dude. But this is just, come on. McMahon should not be out there, period. I'm sure he's pumped his body full of stuff and he looks like a million bucks and he'll do his little strut down the aisle, but uh, he should not be out there. No. (laughs) And if he is out there, it should be to be with Stone Cold. Totally missed the fucking boat on that. How did they miss the boat on that? It's Stone Cold. I did it. WWE for you. Maybe that's the way it'll go. But I also find McMahon like they they just fired Shane McMahon, his son, because Shane was booking his own match and match at WrestleMania, and now McMahon is inserting himself, and it's just it'll go over well. It'll go over well, like his Saudi Arabia shows. Speaking of golfer. Phil Mickelson is in some hot water over some Saudi Arabia comments, Saudi Arabia, because he's in this interview, he basically acknowledges like, yeah, it's not great for human rights, this place. And yeah, they kill the U.S. journalists, but like, this is my chance to change the PGA. I'm sure everyone understands. Like, I know this place is fucked up, evil, corrupt, but, like, I need them to, you know, <laughs> it's it just, it's crazy. I don't understand the whole golf thing enough. I just know from this story, some golfers got some issues with the way the PGA is handling things with financials and all of this. And uh, there's a Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia like super golf league or some shit golf super league and uh golfers are trying to use that like to leverage against pga and what (laughs) saudi first of all when did they get into the golf game i don't know i'm pretty ignorant to golf but i found this story interesting because to me, Phil Mickelson just represents a bigger problem within the world, you know, particularly, you know, in westernized countries. I mean, we have this reliance on certain things and it makes people look the other way, right? A lot of shit is made with slave labor. People got paid right. Our phones would probably be a lot more expensive. There's one example. You know, if you're in the lower to middle class like I am, you do some shopping at Walmart, right? It's that kind of shit that takes advantage of slave labor. Those kinds of places. And and it's tough. It really is. Because I'm sure the majority of us would like to not be contributing to slave labor, child labor, any of that shit. We don't want to be contributing to that stuff. But when you've got your own shit to deal with and you yourself are not in a great position in the world, it, you know, it, it's, it's a tough position, man. And woman's, man's and woman's, it's tough. You can't help but look the other way, quote unquote, you know, occasionally. I mean, there's a lot of companies that support deplorable things. Now, some just 
by way of doing business with them, support them. And others go out of their way. Like Chick-fil-A is pretty bad. Like I've had Chick-fil-A uh, a handful of times since, you know, everything came out about their anti-gay views. But then you look into like, they're not just like out against this. Like they actually support and fund like organizations that are like anti-gay like they're not just coming out and saying yeah we don't like that shit they're actively going against it fighting against it and i can't be down with that you know so so fuck chick-fil-a but everyone owns something or uses something that was made produced sold by a shady means or a shady corporation etc however you want to phrase it and it's tough to, to decide where to, where to take the fucking moral stand. It, it certainly doesn't feel great knowing some of the things that you either support or use or, or, or whatever that, you know, that that comes from shady means. It, that's, it's tough. <sighs> And doesn't feel like enough people realize that. A lot of people have a very narrow view of things. There's a lot of people on the right. And in particular, I speak of the far right. I mean, there's definitely a good chunk of just regular conservatives, um, Republicans that, you know, aren't so fucking out there. But there are some. But, I'm, you know, it, it's a lot of the more far right who it just it makes them both comical and dangerous, really, because <laughs> they're so ridiculous in the shit they say. It's funny, but it's also dangerous because they still have people following them and believing in them. And again, not all. I mean, Mitt Romney, for example, he was out there not too long ago, blasting other Republicans on their Ukraine takes. He could have gone after Trump a little bit more. I wish people wouldn't be so scared of that orange fuckhead. But, you know, he was out there like, what the fuck are we talking about here? And then the Fox News reporter, Jennifer Griffin, she's been fucking creaming people too. Like, hey, no, Putin's a fuckhead. What are you guys doing here? Like, So there are conservatives and Republicans out there speaking some sense. But it's not all of them. They're, they hate the mandates because it restricts freedom. But then are okay with these book bans and don't say gay bills. And I don't know, by the way, if you've seen, if you've looked into that shit, I mean, but Florida, keeping up with the hate movement. And right now, it's just about restricting talk on sexuality in the classrooms, right? At least from the teachers, but like uh, apparently students can discuss it among themselves. It's very very gray area but you know they're they're wanting to go so far as to like go after parents criminally if they support a trans child if if their child trans and they support that like like it's child abuse or something it's just (sighs) for people who you know say shit you know they're so big in uh (laughs) you you know when it comes to the vaccines my body my choice not putting they sure you know are willing to get into other people's business and other people's bodies you know like my body my choice for women when it comes to abortions no fucking way vaccines yes 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 totally your body your choice makes no fucking sense hypocritical like much of the right is and again, I'm an independent motherfucker. I don't give a fuck about Democrats or Republicans. Fuck the two-party system. 
I say it again and again. I'll say it damn near every fucking pod. But the right? Holy shit. Like, I was not big on Hillary. So for an independent like me, if you wanted to push me right, Trump was the opposite way to go. Because <laughs> fuck that dude and fuck those that support him. They play up these religious beliefs, which is so crazy in 2022 that so many are so vehemently attached to religion, particularly in this country where those who truly believe it don't really act, act like it. I mean, they don't, they don't act by it, I should say. They, it's like they've latched on to that as long as you ask God for forgiveness thing then you can just sin and sin. So it's like they just kind of pick and choose what they want to follow. Because in the end, again, they, they can just ask for forgiveness and, and God will forgive. Yes. And they will get into heaven or whatever. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And you would think, you know, people that claim that claim to be so religious would not be so fucking hateful. I've seen one dude, his Twitter profile, talked to this very religious, God-loving father, blah, 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 blah. And he was a fucking dick. Fucking asshole to people. Very Christian of you, my man. And not, on, not only that, but then he's talking about how Democrats and lefties have like all the COVID shit's a lie. And if, if lefties would have used logic and common sense, they would have seen it. I'm sorry, but I have a very hard time taking anyone who's religious serious when they talk about logic and common sense. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It, it, it just is. I should say anyone who's like super religious because my wife is religious, but she's not a, you know, religious know-it-all. And she realizes that, you know, people are flawed and nobody's perfect. And, you know, like if you really pay attention to the Bible, uh, you know, a lot of these so-called Christians wouldn't be acting the way they're acting. But, you know, I'm just not uh, into that whole thing. You've heard me talk about it before. We won't get big into it, but it's... I have no problem with religion until you start taking it too far or using it as a means to defend your actions, things like that. That's when it, yeah, yeah. But it's big, it's big among these fucking people. I mean, you, there was one, I saw one on Twitter, some video where there was some news reporter like, I identify more with Putin's Christian values than, than I do with President Biden. Like, what the f I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And sorry, I got to go back to the book ban. I was, I, was, I was into the book banning. Or I was talking about the whole fucking... <laughs> Florida and the don't say gay bill, but I totally skipped over the book banning. So I got to hit that again because that one really personally bothers me because I love books. I love to read. And the books they're trying to remove are books that talk about race, gender, sexuality. There's a big movement in different parts of the country to really scale back any kind of race talk. Like the, I've seen shit where like People are trying to get this. You parents can opt out of like Black History Month. What the fuck is up with that? This is bullshit to the highest order. I've seen some some of these organizations want to get rid of Harry Potter because it glorifies witchcraft. More religious zealots. That's what those fucking are. Glorify witchcraft. Get the fuck out of here, fucking assholes. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. Again, using religion as a means to, it's just fucking bullshit. 
It really is. This is where the right, the conservatism run me the wrong way. And like I said, a lot of it is at the extremes, but not all of it. It's all crazy to me. And even crazier how they're sitting there, or at least they were, praising Putin, blaming Biden. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? They're not so much anymore. Change their tune a little bit. Tucker the fucker Carlson. Now he's back on blaming Biden a little bit, but it was funny. He had a total change of heart. And then, like most on the right, if you challenge them and you're like, hey, but you said this, because Tucker Carlson's like, I don't know why you said I was defending Putin or I was on Putin's side. They're like, I never said anything that would make you think that's just a narrative you're trying to create to attack me. Oh, you're trying to cre- create this narrative that I'm a Putin lover to attack me. Like, dude, you were literally had your tongue in his asshole like the other day on fox news i saw it like (laughs) get the fuck out of here Hmm. these fucking people fucking idiots like marjorie taylor green recently at a white nationalist convention spoke at the convention at this convention there were chants of putin and oh yeah run by this racist fuck nick fuentes look him up he's a he's a treat marjorie taylor green later said she didn't really know what it was all about the convention bullshit it was something along those lines (laughs) obviously i didn't care i don't care this bitch is like "Mm." her and bobert who liken the canadian the ukrainians to canadian truckers And says they need liberation and says we need some some liberation at home too and i've got some more for these bitches be, later on because fucking mocking biden during his state of the union like i i can't stand them they are exactly what's wrong with the country specifically with that party mean girls <laughs> And speaking of trucker convoys, there's there's one that's been started up here in the U.S. Even though, even though mandates are mostly lifted, uh, <laughs> and there's some prominent people like all talking about this, the freedom convoy. Oh my goodness, Trevor Noah. Um, did this greatly thing for the dish where he he took all the Fox News reporters and you know Republicans that went on there when they're talking shit during 2020 about the Black Lives Matter protests. But then he replaced the Black Lives Matter protest footage with footage of this trucker convoy. And it was perfect. See again, another hypocrisy of the right. They did nothing but bash black love i mean called them lazy they should be at work this is the kind of shit they were fucking saying about black lives matter protesters but they think the trucker convoy oh those are patriots right there hypocrisy race racist hypocrisy if you ask me fucking assholes i really do this Fox News was all up Putin's ass until they weren't. And of course, Trump, that's a big part of it. And Trump defends the Putin thing. Let me get this straight. You orange Cheeto looking smug bastard. Let me get this straight. I don't know why I said orange Cheeto. There are white Cheetos. It's actually my son's favorite kind of Cheeto. But back, back, back on track. <laughs> Dude says Putin is so smart. But he also says the invasion is a terrible thing.
I, I just, and then he talks about, this wouldn't happen if I was in office. I, what? So you think it's an atrocity, a terrible thing that's going on in Ukraine, but you give, still give Putin his props for what he's done. I'd say it's been kind of a failure up to this point. I'd say he probably figured this would be over in a few days and we're like close to two weeks. I'd say he's just an asshole. He's not that smart. And by the way, I don't know if you saw at CPAC, that little righty get together, they had the, <laughs> there apparently it was a liberal prank, but there was little flags handed out with Trump on them, but they were Russian flags. <laughs> and people are just waving little, little Russian Trumpy flags around. <laughs> Eventually somebody came around and collected all of them. Uh, but that's great. I just, props to whoever pulled that prank off. Much enjoyed. Uh, but Trump, I, I mean, he did a shit ton to help Putin while he was in office. I've attached an article um, kind of highlighting a lot of the stuff that he did to like weaken NATO and, it, you know, it, and to weaken Ukraine. I mean, it's insane if you really look at it, some of the things he did that really was going to lay groundwork for Putin to just do that without a shot, you know? So I suggest looking into the article I've attached. Um, it's got some good information in there. So th there's no BS behind that. Trump, his actions while in office made things easier for Putin, which is why he wanted Trump back in there so bad. And with Biden in there, huh, he's not being a bitch and doing what Putin wants. So Putin had to invade. But Putin was going to come after Ukraine, no matter what, no matter what. But we'll get into that more during part two of what I'm going to call Karmageddon. That's right. You notice at the beginning of the pod, I mentioned Armageddon and then karma. I've said that a few times. Uh, I actually was going to say it a couple more times. I took it out and I was like, yeah, that's too forced, too forced. <laughs> so we'll talk more about that in Carmageddon part two. But before we go, I just want to wrap this pod one, uh, uh, you know, Carmageddon part one. I want to wrap this up. With a little limerick I wrote back when Trump was in office. And it goes a little something like this. Trumpy Dumpty wanted a wall. Trumpy Dumpty had a great fall. And all the proud boys and all the Klansmen couldn't put Trumpy together again. <sighs> yes, yes. Just couldn't. Put Trumpy together again. Uh, all right. Thanks for joining, folks. Much appreciated. My mad cats. And I hope you hop on over to uh, part two right now. Carmageddon. Part two. Hop on over there. All right. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. The best of us all. Until next time. Which should be soon. Shout out.